This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Recap show. I'm I'm hot right now, boys. This is gonna be a motherfucking hot show. I'm hot. The judges, the fucking judges. This is one of the few times I've hosted this wonderful show where I've had more than one person either tweet me, DM me, whatever. Hey, let's waiting for the recap show. Um, I want to know your thoughts. I feel like I got robbed, blah, 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 right? And I definitely got robbed. I got some takes. I'm hot right now. Trying to settle down. We're going to talk about a few couple little tiny things before we recap the UFC. Recap my betting. Recap the picks. Um, There's a new champ. Timbo defeated me. Came down to that last fight, which I got thoughts on. We'll do all that. Um, but let's ease into it. You know, I kind of start the podcast last week with a kind of a big bummer about a pedophile that was a friend of mine. That kind of sucked. So I apologize for that. So this week I've been really, you know, listen, guys, I fucking love electronics. I love when the whole podcast aesthetic. I got cool sound panels. I got a new camera lighting. Mike, you know, I care about it all. Like I'm, I've always been into that now that this is my my baby podcasting it. You know, I want to get better. I want to sound better. I want to look better. I want to talk better, blah, 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 blah. So the one thing that was lacking is I'm not the most organized guy in the world. I'm also not the sloppiest, but my cable management, which I thought I had under control, it was not right. It was, it was a wild mess. And, and, you know, I have one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight things that all go plugged in nine, excuse me, nine things with the light, all plugged in and that, that's a nine chords, babe. That's nine chords. So I fancy myself, you know what? Fuck it. Right? I'm gonna watch some videos. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get educated. I'm gonna do some some cable management. I'm at work and this just dawned on me. Like I hate the way that cable hangs down. Like my the way I'm sitting right now, you can't see me, but my long ass legs, you know, your boys put, you know, six two pushing six two. Um you know, the way I stretch out, my legs touch the cords and yeah, it's just not good. I could rip something out. Show goes haywire, bada bang, bada boom. You're screwed. However, I was at work. I was like, you know, I'm going to fix that. Stop at a hardware store was like, I have a surge protector. I'm going to get that. And then I'm going to get some mounting tape, right? I don't want to really drill into the desk right now. And didn't know what else to get. You know, fucking mounting tape. I watched the YouTube videos, put it underneath the fucking thing. So that's what I did. I got a surge protector. I had, I've had it forever. It was kind of uneven. It had a weird dip in the middle. Anyway, put it up there. Wife kind of helped me, you know, get underneath the desk. She was doing some stuff and put everything up there. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm literally about to text my buddies like, I need to open up Brian's cable management because I just, and then the fucking uh, surge protector that I had that was old, couldn't power everything. It was too, it was, it was too old. And I'm like, fuck. All right. All right. No big deal. Okay. Rip it off. I ran up Target, got a new one, came back, same thing, boom, hooked it back up. And I'm, at this point, I'm like sick and tired, crawling under my desk, sticking these things, you know, whatever, plugging shit in, making sure everything's nice. Finally got the way I want, and I went to bed that night. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed a happy man. Happy man, I know the problem was the, the surge protector was too weak, didn't have enough joules. That's an electrician term. Shout out my electricians, Corey Metzger. He's an electrician. Shout out Corey Metzger. He's, he'll, he'll get that joke. Um, no joke. He'll get the truth. And uh, so I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed now. I'll be up at 5 a.m. I'm happy with my cable, campus management, right? So I come back the next day after work, and I want to, you know, I'm, I'm prepping for the podcast. I'm doing the graphics for the pickums, and I come in here, and, and I don't even notice anything irregular or whatever. And I come down and I sit and I slide in and I, the fucking surge protector fell. A couple of the cables came out. They just, it was all hanging on the ground. The, the fucking mounting tape did not hold. I was like, motherfucker. And me being OCD, I'm like, I got to get this to work. So then I went up to the hardware store again and I got a different brand of mounting tape. A, 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 a said it could hold 30 pounds like 10 bucks something ridiculous but i was like fuck it this thing is sticking because i just spent x amount of money x amount of time i'm getting this motherfucker to work 
And uh, so I come back, I put it up, right? And I go and I do the show, do the podcast. Everything seems to be pretty good. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. Go to bed. Again, after the podcast with Tim, wrap up a, a wonderful pick em. Wake up the next morning because I have to come in my office to get uh, a label, a shipping label. I'm, I'm, I had to send something off. Anyway, uh, turn the light on. The fucking thing fell again. I said, what is the, what the fuck happening? So I had to go to Tar. I had to go to fucking Ikea. One little dork. There's guys online that are buying like industrial metal racks and cutting them to the length of their table and then drilling them in and then spray painting them and then wiring everything perfectly. I don't know if I'm going to go that crazy, but Ikea, literally the beautiful Swedes had a little thing that you drill into the bottom of your desk and it, and it holds everything. It's perfect. So I don't know why I just knew that from the beginning. I spent at least $30 on tape. On fucking tape, mounting tape, at least 30 bucks on tape. So, you know what? Brian's Cables Management Company, we're going to stay close for a little bit. We're going to stay close for a little bit because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I, as of right now, everything appears to be muy caliente. Fantastic. Um, another little thing, the tattoo. I was supposed to get it colored in two weeks ago. I got the tiger. And then after and the September 3rd, we're going to finish the sleeve or the half sleeve, excuse me. I have elephant skin. I have always had elephant skin, fucking rhino skin, whatever you want to call it. Just a thick skin, dude. I went in two weeks ago, wasn't healed enough. He's like, ah, man, we got to push another two weeks. You're just, you know, it's, it's milky. It's just not clean. And I said, like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. Listen, do, do it the right way. I don't want it to fucking ruin because he said they could bleed together, yada, yada. Well, I got to go this Saturday to get uh, the tattoo done, is to get it filled in. And uh, it's still looking pretty milky. So my elephant skin is just not healing. They told me to put lotion on. I'm putting lotion on it. There's just like everything looks great except like these three little parts and the stripes. So I don't know if I'm going to get my tattoo fucking covered up or not covered up. Excuse me. Colored in until fucking July. until uh, September probably because my, my tattoo artist is going out of town. That's a little bit of a bummer. This podcast, you know what? I, I try to start on a positive, funny note. No, fuck this. This podcast is going to be a bummer. I'm mad at the judges. I'm mad at people online. I'm mad, dude. Let's just make this a fucking bummer podcast, shall we? Fuck it. Let's go. You want to get negative, huh? You want to get negative? Let's get fucking negative, huh? I don't care. I don't give a shit. Give a shit. All right. Um, UFC recap. Oh, boy. Um... So I went four and seven of my picks. Not great. Timbo won the title. It came down to the main event. He had TJ Corey. Props to Timbo. Picked a good card. The card kind of weird. Some fights canceled out. A lot of weird. I think uh, I think a lot of people I respect were wrong. They didn't have a great night. And a lot of that could have been in the judges. And a lot of people saw some fights wrong, in my opinion. Um and Timbo and I, I mean, he he picked, he went five for five for six on his on his fights. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a it was a tough one. It was a tough one for sure. But uh, yeah, so my betting my betting recap, I didn't go too heavy. My bankroll's getting kind of thin. I I was a, literally a click away from going really heavy on Sanhagen and then really heavy on Phillips. Um, and then I decided against it on the way down to Indiana. You know, I take my kids to the park on Saturday. Talking with Tim and Christian about who I should add in my 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 three leg parlay, and now it doesn't matter because. Maverick lost too, but it was Phillips and Yanez, and I wanted one more. And I was really confident in Jordan Williams, and they were like, dude, Miranda Maverick, you know, it's a similar price. She's actually cheaper. So I was bouncing back and forth, and I ended up going Williams. I almost scrapped that entirely and put everything on Sanhagen, not even did another bet, just put everything on Sanhagen. Didn't do that. Uh, that would have sucked, but either way, I would have lost. So really, I guess it really wouldn't matter. Um, I won one bet. Phillips, Yanez, Williams took that out. That was one unit parlay. Uh, Williams and Phillips obviously lost. Yanez was the only one. He fought, you know, like a G. Williams stinks, and Phillips got robbed. Uh, I had a half unit on uh, Sanhagen by KO in one, rounds one, two, and three. It was a FanDuel boost. It was uh, boosted to like 230 or something like that. I thought that was too good to pass up. Obviously lost that. Should have probably had that. We'll get to it. I had uh, 0.4 units on 40 bucks on Arce Imanov. Was the only hit for me. Arce was a little chalky. Imanov was a dog, so I got that dog hit. But 
came out to be an okay hit, but I didn't put enough on it, and I already you know squandered it with with my other bets. And then I had quarter unit Soriano by knockout. Uh, that didn't happen. Brendan Allen blew my dick off. Looked great. And then I had two units on Elkins Minor going to a decision. A little afraid to play that Darren Elkins play. Uh, foolish of me. He was my underdog lock. I want to play him in some way. I just didn't trust my instincts when I got down there. So let's go to the recap. Main event, Corn Sehagen versus TJ Dillashaw. This was a great fight night. Amazing card. I mean, it, you know, someone said on Twitter, like, I would have paid for this probably. And they're right. It was top, top to bottom. The fights were incredible. Um, main event was was awesome. A lot of shining stars coming out in this in this, and then the main event just just five star fight. It was it was an incredible fight with not such an incredible ending. So I had Sanhagen pick. I had four point three out of five stars um, for the card. That's very high. I think that might be the highest rating this year on a card. It was a great card. Main event, man. Um, listen. I've tried to take the green color glasses off because I didn't really have that much on Sanhagen. Timbo and I had a $20 bet between us, like a personal bet um, between Dillashaw and Sanhagen. It was obviously for our little pick'em competition. So there was a lot, not a lot, but obviously I wanted Sanhagen to win. I, I was investing in Sanhagen winning. So I'm trying to take, I've watched it three times. I'm not Luke Thomas. I didn't watch it 49 times. Three times is enough. Um, and I've tried to take the green color, green color glasses off. As my boy Christian says, I try to be as biased, unbiased as I can. Excuse me. Don't hate TJ Dillashaw. I don't like, like him. He's not my guy. I don't love him. I'm indifferent of him. I think he's a cheat, all that stuff. But you know, he's an exciting fighter. Always has been, you know, I, 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 enjoy, I, I sh- I'll show up to watch TJ fight. He, he always brings it. Sanhagen, a guy who was my guy, not my guy, but I, I've always loved his skill. So, First time watching it, I thought Sanhagen all the way. Without a doubt, I thought he won three to two. Rewatching it, I was four to one Sanhagen. I thought Sanhagen won every round except the first one. Second time I watched it. Third time I watched it, I thought Sanhagen won every round. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, I think Sanhagen won on my scorecard. Now listen, judging is subjective. If I would, if I was a judge in this position, I scored this fight this way. I would have been ridiculed. I understand that. That's why I'm not a judge. But I had it four one Sanhagen. The second and third time watching it, I had him winning every round except the first one. The third round was very very close. I just thought Sanhagen did more. I thought TJ's control, and I'm doing quotations, control that he had was was even though that's in the judging criteria. That is, that's bullshit because that's nothing. Him fucking holding onto his waist, trying to grab his dick and then lifting him and not getting a takedown. He went two for 19 on his takedowns, right? And that one, I I, I think they scored in the one takedown that he got just because Sanhagen was throwing jumping knees and spinning shit. TJ didn't get a takedown on his own volition. He didn't shoot in, get a takedown against Corey Sanhagen. He just didn't. I don't think that bears witness. If you if TJ's holding him against the cage, right, for 30 seconds, they break, Corey breaks his hands, they turn around, Corey lands a one-two stiff right on TJ's jaw. That counts way more than him holding him against the cage, in my opinion. Right? You're trying to finish a fight. Nobody's ever got finished by getting body locked against the cage like that. No one has. Not one person, right? TJ held him there and then tried to lift and tried to go for some takedowns. But basically held him there. And then when Corey finally broke the hands and they got to the center again, TJ would get pieced up. TJ got styled on. TJ's the only thing he did well was leg kicked. He kicked Corey's leg up in the middle of the fight, kind of banned him late in the fight. Couldn't match Corey's hands at all. Corey was sticking and moving the entire time. Both guys' cardio held up. Both guys are elite, elite company. I just thought Corey won. Also, I think the fight should have probably been stopped because of that cut. That cut is fucking brutal. I think the fucking doctor in Vegas should be uh, his medical license should get fucking taken from him from letting this fight go on. That cut was nasty. I've seen fights stopped for way less, and that cut was brutal. Um, It could have went into his fucking eye, guys. Okay, I'm looking out for the safety of the fighters. Um, No, that cut was nasty, you know, and listen... I think Corey won. I'm always going to think Corey won. Again, I'm not. I'm probably never going to watch it again for a while. Three times is enough for me. 
But with that being said, core or excuse me, TJ is an absolute dog, right? TJ went in there two years off, had a huge target on his back. He's the EPO king. He's going to look terrible. How is he going to look without steroids? We all said it. I said it. Everyone was wondering it. He went in there with probably one of his hardest matchups, a guy that he has trained with in the past that's given him problems. Uh, and he went in there and, and after all these years off, off these, you know, with a million uh, drug testing and all that. And, and some people are expecting that he might have been on that yak. We don't know. Um, anyway, it, you know, he's a dog, right? You know, he went in there, he popped his knee in the first round. He got that cut, didn't stop, kept coming forward. I commend TJ Dillashaw for being a tough dude. I commend TJ Dillashaw for being a dog in there. However, being a dog don't mean you won. It means you walked forward and got hit every time you took a step forward and you came up swinging on air. Now, I think I'm being a little unrealistic with the four to one. I understand that, right? Give TJ round three. Give him round three and one. Two and four, a thousand percent Corey Sanhagen, in my opinion. One judge gave four to TJ. One judge gave TJ four and five. I think five was a was a closer round. I thought Corey won it. Um, so that's three, two, right? I don't think it was that close of a round. I had Corey winning. A lot of people had Corey winning. It, it wasn't as egregious as some of these other decisions. And I'm obviously not going to say robbery, but I just feel like a lot of people are complaining about the judges, which obviously the judges, something needs to happen. I mean, the judges are absolutely ridiculous. I would like a new scoring system. I like what the PFL's doing. With they're using computers, the judges don't get access to computer information, but they're showing the public, "Hey, this is what our scoring system and this is what our computers have generated. Who's the winner?" I think that's dope. Even though it's similar to the verdict, and I think they are using verdict, but the, again, it's just still three human beings judging a fight, and that's why Roy McDonald got fucking absolutely hosed. Against Gleason T-Bow when the computer showed that he got blown, you know, T-Bow got blown out of the water and everyone picking the fight, everyone breaking down the fight said the same thing. Roy won. These three human beings gave the fight to Gleason. That is injustice. And same thing happened in this. I think if, if computers were integrated and you took it out of three different human beings, because human beings have off nights, human beings make mistakes. If you took it out of the human beings hands, we'd have a lot more consistency. Also, I would like a little bit new language. In MMA ruling, I think control time, that type of control time, it, it all gets uh, put under one umbrella. I think that's bullshit. I think there's different types of control time. And what TJ Dillashaw was doing was was nothing. I mean, pride rules state, you the guy going in there trying to finish the fight, trying to get it done should be the one that wins, right? That's the way pride did it. A guy get taken down off his back and the guy on top is just laying on him, but the guy in bottom's throwing elbows, throwing up submissions, doing everything he can. The guy on the bottom is going to win, right? That's just, that's just the way they do it. I'm kind of old school and I feel that way. I feel like if a guy's going out there trying to finish the fight, that should count for way more than anything else, right? Corey hit TJ, hurt TJ with a lot of stuff. TJ, didn't land many punches. I mean, landed a few on the feet, but obviously more than a few, but he missed a lot, right? He threw some good leg kicks, but Corey at the end of that round with that spinning back fist, he dropped him with a straight left hand, cut him up. TJ was a bloody mess. I never want to use that, oh, look at their faces after the fight, because I think that's kind of stupid, but TJ was fucked up. Corey had a mark on him. Um, I, Obviously, it's really hard for me to say robbery because it was a very, very close fight. I'm not disregarding that thing, but I'm just... Sometimes you got to plant your flag, and I'm planting my fat flag that Sanhagen won. I, I truly thought he won. I thought he looked like the better fighter in there. I thought he moved really well. I thought he everything that TJ was going to be good at with the wrestling and the grappling, Corey stuffed and stopped, and that was what kind of hindered him in the Aljo fight. Um, obviously, he got taken down and submitted really quickly. I mean, when they went to the ground, he was going for leg locks, and he fucking popped TJ's knee. And another thing that kind of pisses me off, too, is is when Connor and I don't want to bring this up about to Connor. OK, I hate talking about him every time I, I realize that. But Connor comes in, has an injured ankle, has an injured foot, has an injured leg, whatever. Everyone's like, oh, excuses. TJ comes in. He's got a fucking million injuries. And everyone's like, oh, my God, look how he performed. You know, what? what is it, bud? TJ had a broken foot. He had a torn knee he had a cut. He had this, he had that. And I'm sure he was injured. I'm not saying he wasn't, but it's like. Uh, like he gets a, he gets a pass for that, but some of fighters don't, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, Tito Ortiz fought with a freaking broken skull and Mike Tyson fought with his fucking broken back. Okay. 
Um, so what are we doing here? You know what I mean? But uh, I just, I, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. It was, a, it was a great, great UFC. I loved it. Had some sour notes. The main event was was unbelievable. Um, an incredible fight. I just thought Corey won. I had Corey winning that. Some of my more knowledgeable friends in the sport, uh, Not I don't have many in my life, but I'm talking about like personal friends that I know. They thought Corey won as well. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I think, um, I don't think Dana's made a comment on it yet. Uh, I think they're going to treat this as a win-win for each guy. TJ's got a huge name. He's got a huge target. Everyone's going to want to fight TJ. No one's going to really want to fight Corey. So this is going to be kind of a hurt for Corey, even though they're going to toss it up as a win because he went five rounds with TJ Dillison, a very close fight, which majority, I would say majority of the people thought he won. Um, so they're going to treat it as a win, even though it's an L on his record. But he's going to have to go back and he's got to fight Another killer or two at 135 before he gets a shot. He might be able to slide in there on like a late notice type shit, but I would say Aljo, Yan, and if Aljo can't recover from his neck, you go Yan Dillashaw for the interim title. I, I don't know why everyone thinks Aljo can can compete in um in October or whatever they're booking Abu Dhabi for. Um that neck injury is no fucking joke. Uh, and I just saw a picture out there today. He doesn't look to be training. I mean, I know it's almost August, so it's a little early because um, you still got October. But, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that fight's going to happen in October. I think Aljo's going to need more time, with, especially with that neck thing when he starts really. I, I know he's been training a little bit. He's in Georgia right now with Marab. But um, I really think if you get into the grind of training camp, that neck's going to be like, what the fuck are we doing here? All right, co-main event. We're supposed to be Aspen Ladd versus Macy Shazan. Macy got hurt, so we had my boy, my new guy, Kyler Phillips. Boys, I mean, I mean. Let me tell you something. You're suspect. That goes for every single judge. I have no idea. So, again, I'm going to be biased. This is my guy. I said that I just, when you get inducted to my list, I just don't ride or die for you, right? I just don't. I'm going to fight tooth and nail. Kyler Phillips won this fight. Even if he lost 30-27, I'll probably come in here and be like, you know what? Yeah, he lost 30-27, but that first round though or whatever, I'll hype him up. I don't need to hype him up. How a judge scores the second and third round the same as the first round? Two judges did not give Kyler Phillips a 10-8 in that first round is fucking mind-blowing. How do you not give a guy who was seconds away from finishing Paiva? Paiva got rocked three or four times, got put on the ground. Kyler was throwing elbows and punching him. The bell rings. Paiva barely could stand up. And the whole first round, it was all Phillips. And you don't give that man a 10-8? You're telling me that first round was the same as the second round when Paiva won? You're going to score those rounds the same. Get the fuck out of here. No goddamn chance. That first round was a 10-8. You give Piva the second. I thought he won the third. Phillips, that is. Very close third. I would have given it to Phillips. Phillips went on 29-27 on my card. At worst draw. At worst draw. Kyler Phillips should not have lost that fight. Thought it was bullshit. Piva, to me... Didn't look great at 135. I know he just beat Phillips, and, and that's my guy and everything. I know this might sound like sour grapes or whatever, but I just don't think he looked all that great at 35. I know 25 is a big cut for him. He looked slow. He looked looked like he didn't want to be there, but he's tough. He's fucking tough. He kept coming forward. They both slowed down. By the way, TJ Dillashaw got a three, and Cortisane got a four. I know TJ won. He should get a higher rating, but uh, he was a punching bag in there, so I'm giving Corey the four. Not a quite five-star performance, even though I thought he looked really good. Uh, Piva gets a two. Phillips gets a three. I, again, I thought it was a very close fight. I'm giving Phillips a three. I thought he could have done a lot of things better. Listen, this is he's young. He's not. He's nine and two in MMA now. Nine and one. This was eleventh pro fight. He's going to learn from this, right? He rushed a lot of things when he hurt Piva. He rushed. He wanted to get a first round stoppage so fucking bad that he didn't care about anything else, including his gas tank, including his own health, including his own game plan. When he hurt Piva, the multiple times he hurt him, he went in and killed, uh, to fucking try to kill him. Had a huge dump, 
Dropped off that second round, looked tired, got a little bit of a win in that third round, went for some more takedowns, hit some takedowns, got taken down himself in that third round. Probably didn't do much besides lay on him. Got back up. I thought when Kyler was willing to exchange, he was getting the better of it. He got hit a few times, but I thought he landed the bigger shots. I thought he looked good countering. That elbow was some uh, was nasty. I thought maybe Kyler maybe broke his hand. He was doing a right elbow a lot. Regardless, I thought he won the fight. If not, worst case scenario, a draw. Um, a lot to be worked on with Kyler Phillips. So he got very too excited. He needs to be a little patient. He needs to have a little bit of poise. Might have been a rough weight cut. You know, my boy MMA Lock in the Night said that when he watched the weigh-ins, the only fighter that looked a little rough to him was Kyler Phillips. I looked at a pitcher. He looked a little sucked out. Seems to be kind of a wide body dude for 35. He's got some big shoulders. From everything that I've read and watched about him, he doesn't have an issue making 35. So, I, you know, it could have been a bad weight cut. could have been injury, whatever. I'm not making excuses for him. Uh, either way, he sliced that there's no one alive. And and I, I actually did see a couple media members did give it to Paiva, but there's no one alive that doesn't give Kyler Phillips a draw in that fight. Now, obviously, I'm going to be a little biased, so I'm going to give Kyler the win, but that's a draw. That's a fucking draw 100% of the time. That's a 10-8 round if I've ever seen one. I mean, the fucking Paiva's out on his feet. I mean, he's fucking dead. Dead man walking. Um, that one stings. That one really fucking stings. All right, next up, Darren Elkins with Derek Miner. Had this fight going to decision, and then Derek Elkin, or excuse me, Derek Miner goes, "Oh, I pff, what? Darren Elkins? Yeah, this guy from Indiana, this fuck with the horrible tattoo. Yeah, I'm getting him out of there first round. Look how look look at the muscle I've added, right? I'm with James Krause now. Okay, I'm going in there. I'm destroying this guy first round. And guess what, buddy? Guess what, Derek? You did. You went in there. You kicked his ass. You slammed him. You beat him up. You hurt him bad on the ground, and and you tossed him around. Guess what? You guessed, and Elkins did what Darren Elkins does. It is wild. The mental ability of this guy, Darren Elkins. It's crazy how he breaks fighters. He does it time and time and again. He takes your biggest shots, and he looks to be dead, right? And then he gets to the stool. If he makes it out of that first round, which he always does, he get, or any round, really, he makes it to that stool, he has a really good way of really listening to his corner, getting some water in his head, and he's he's back at it, right? Derek Miner, 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 who cares? Fucking chicken dinner. Guy stinks. He uh, got a one star because you know what you're doing. You know who you're fighting, and you blow everything in that first round. In the second round, you see him go for a guillotine. You see James Cross on the corner go, don't do it. Don't drop for that unless you have it. Don't drop for that unless you have it because that's like his move. The front chokes and guillotine are his move. He drops for it, right? And, of course, Darren Elkins, again, this guy's fucking, unless you're Charles Oliveira in 2009, you're not submitting him. And goes for a fucking choke. Look kind of deep. Obviously, Elkins passed the guard, defended it really well. And then you just see Minor. He literally just looked like a balloon that just got deflated. His arms are gas. He's fucking gas. Elkins is on top. Puts him in a crucifix and just fucking hammers away. Had everything to do with heart, nutrition, or attrition, not nutrition, and cardio. Minor, what are you doing, dude? You get a one because probably close to a 10-8 round in the first round, and then you know what you're doing. I'm sure James Krause and everyone in that fucking gym was like, dude, we got to pace ourselves. Let's not get crazy. I know you want to go out there and finish Darren Elkins. You want to make a fucking a splash, but let's go out there and let's, let's fucking keep a nice little medium place. We can take him down whenever we want. We can out grapple him or we can, you know, try to minimize the scrambles, really kind of keep it up, stand up with them a little bit. And Derek Miner goes, nah, I'm going to get him out in the first round. And that's what happens when he fight Darren Elkins. What you doing? But Darren Elkin gets a three. You know, I couldn't give him... People really want to praise his performance, but that's what he does. He didn't look particularly good. It's just the other guy gassed out, right? Darren Elkins also... It makes me sad when he when he does the post-fight speech. I mean, the guy's brain's like mashed potatoes right now. It just, just makes me a little sad to hear him talk. I just, I just The reality of the sport I love. You know, I don't want to face reality. Like Just like I don't want to, you know... You don't have, want to see how the sauce is made. I don't want to hear that guy talk because this shit's real. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's not good. All right. The biggest controversy on the night. The only other fight I watched back, Macy Barber, Miranda Maverick. Everyone loves Miranda Maverick. That's Timbo's girl. She's in Virginia. No folk. 
Um, I had it written out. I literally, you know, I keep a sheet of track all our bets and I, and I, and I track our, our picks and tally the totals. I had it marked down for a win. That was Timbo's mortal lock. I already gave him points and they announced the decision. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was surprised. Um, I hated the fight on paper. I hated that they put these two together because I think they're both rising stars. Now Miranda, you know, and actually it kind of works out a little bit better. Well, it kind of works out like it's better than like Macy or Miranda going out there and just sleeping one or the other, right? Because 125 needs set talent. Macy Barber came to the UFC, had these huge aspirations to be the youngest uh, female champion, you know, or youngest champion, excuse me, not, you know, beat John Jones record. She had all these goals, these lofty goals, blew her knee out, right? Uh, that shut her down for a year. Her rebound fight, she lost to Alexa Grasso. Enter Marina Maverick, who's the new bitch on the scene, that, you know, beating everyone up. No one wants to fight this broad. Comes in, and I just thought it was two potential stars running into each other, and I think the UFC was going to weed them out. I think Macy Barber... Maybe he's looking, staring at a bigger contract. So maybe that's what the UFC was thinking. Miranda's still probably on a previous contract. Either way, they need stars. They need to pay these women uh, whatever they want at 125 because Valentina is going to get boring. I don't think she sells tickets. I think Macy could sell tickets. I think Miranda could sell tickets. Valentina stinks. I mean, she's a great fighter, but she's fucking boring to me. Like, just her personality is boring. She's very arrogant as well. Anyway. Um, Miranda won one and two easily. Um, Macy did nothing around one, started to do a little more around two, but still Miranda was in total control and, and outlanding her. And then Macy started getting real scrappy in round three, knew that she was probably down two and went for some takedowns and got aggressive. It was just a little too late though. And, and you know, and, and I had a 29, 28 Maverick. I think everyone did. Don't know anybody that scored her for Barber. Um, and this was, this was the worst decision night of, of all bad decisions. This was, this was the really, really bad one. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no explanation. I mean, they both, uh, uh Miranda got a three and Macy got a two on my star system, my patent and star system. Macy didn't do anything to really impress me in, in round three is a little too little too late. Maverick. She's a young fighter. I forget that she's young. She looked hesitant a little bit. It looked like she was, you know, was in total control in that first round. The second round, she was in total control, but I feel like she started, she was worrying about something. She's either worrying about how she knows Macy comes on the third round. She knows how Macy doesn't get tired. I think Miranda cares a lot of muscle. Maybe she thought, maybe I'm going to get tired. Um, it looked like she was hesitant on the second half of that second round and then in the third round as well, but, you know, she still fought great, like valiantly. I mean, it wasn't a bad performance, but it looked like her confidence dipped a little bit. Um, I think it was kind of weird. Macy has some weird striking and, and she's hard to find sometimes and she blitzes you. And again, Miranda's very young. So this is all kind of new to her, a new style, new whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I, I wasn't in love with her performance. I thought she had a good performance and I thought she won hands down. Didn't love the fight overall. I think they're both very evenly matched. They have identical records pretty much. And uh, I just wanted to see him maybe fight for a number of contendership later down the road. Um, but we got it kind of earlier and later. They're obviously going to fight again. There's going to be a rematch. You know, one of these girls are going to get to the title. Then they're going to rematch. There's not a deep roster at 125. So, no worries The people's main event. Adrian Inez versus Randy Costa. Adrian Inez, friend of the podcast. Um, everyone thought he was my guy, understandably. I like Inez. I like him even more now. I didn't think that was possible. I like Costa, too. Costa came out aggressive like he does in that first round. Um, I watched a lot of tape on Costa uh, just because I, I knew I was going to place money on Yanez. And he comes out so aggressive that first round and always tapers off. It's just, he's like a fucking cannon. He's just sitting in that corner waiting to go. And, and he's got a lot of first round finishes and his striking and his kicking's so good. He's powerful. But this is high, high-level MMA. You're in the big leagues now. So when you go in, you need to know um, that this could go three rounds. Don't blow everything in that first round. He hit Yanez with pretty much everything in that first round. Big right hands, big left hands, head kicks. Yanez was busted up. Couldn't find his timing. Um, you know, Yanez has great boxing. and His rhythm was all off and Costa was all over and wouldn't give Yanez a beat to set up. Jab was phenomenal from Costa. 
And then somewhere at the end of the first round, Costa said this on Twitter that he got caught with a body punch and that really kind of hurt him. Then the finishing sequence in the second round was was Yanez against the cage. Against the cage with some body work and that uppercut that put Costa down, TKO. Um, I mean, Yanez is phenomenal. I mean, his, his stand-up, his boxing is great. He showed real maturity for a guy. He's 14 and 3. He's definitely not a newcomer at 17 fights. He's a veteran now. Um, this is his third fight in the UFC, third straight finish, first time ever a bantamweight doing that. Um, his boxing is 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 next level, and and we knew that coming in, right? We knew that coming in. What I, what my big takeaway was was um, his mental, right? Because a lot of guys could have just folded and broke. He got hit with big shots in the first round, and Randy Costa's got a lot of knockouts on his record. He could have folded in that first round and just said, "I had an off night." He said he had an off night, but after he won by knockout, he was very upset with his performance. I liked the edge to him. I liked that he was critical of himself, and I liked his comeback. I like his, his his fucking demeanor. I like the comeback on this kid. He's legit, legit dude. He got a four-star. Costa, what did Costa get here? Costa got a two just because he slowed down a little bit. Great first round, but buddy, we all saw that coming. You did it against Brandon Davis. You need to involve. You left Boston, went to Florida, had all the Boston guys in your corner, which I thought was weird. They haven't been with you during the training camp. I know loyalty's big, and you want to stay loyal to your guys, but like Joe Lozon doesn't know what you're doing in Florida, right? Joe Lozon, you know, I, I just thought that was kind of a weird move. Um, but Yanez gets a four. He almost got a five. Wasn't quite a five-star performance. It was goddamn close. Spoiler alert, no one got a five-star. I don't know how that happened again. Brennan Allen, Sarju Banks, Adrian Yanez, Corin Sanhagen, and um, yeah, those are, the, those are the ones who should probably have got a five. They all got a four. You know, I, I don't know what it was. I wasn't I wasn't really looking out to get five stars on, on on fucking Saturday night. I don't know what my problem is, dude. I don't know. I'm a fucking tough critic. But Yanez, real deal. I tweeted it out, and it still stays true. I want to see him fight a pure grappler at 35. A Ricky Simone at 35 would be interesting. A, um, a, a Cody Stamen at 35 would be interesting. Someone that... I mean, Marab, I don't think Yanez is there yet, but a guy that's really going to push Yanez cardio and his grappling, um, that is uh, that is going to be interesting to see. He's fought wrestlers in the past. A lot of his decisions or his losses come from decision against grappling heavy guys. He's fixed that up from the LFA days, and, and his boxing is world-class, so let's see if he can get that done. Brandon Allen versus Puno Soriano. I surrender by knockout. I watched the Sean Strickland fight with Brandon Allen way too much. Brandon Allen looked so confident in there, so calm. Didn't get buzzed by any of those shots by Soriano. Knew what he had to do. Let this guy throw big shots. I'm going to cover up. I'm going to touch the body. I'm going to move. I'm going to touch the head. I'm going to move. I'm going to touch the body. And he's going to slow down. And he did. And, and, and Soriano showed incredible heart. I love this fight. You got a guy, pure knockout puncher against Brandon Allen, who's coming off a, two, two fights ago, got knocked out by this guy's teammate. Confidence could have been low. He's 25 years old, right? You know, he's been touched before. He's been put out before. That could be in the back of your mind. He goes in there with this killer who I thought was going to win. I picked Soriano to knock him out. I picked him in the pickups and I betted him. A lot of people had this fight as well. And he goes out there and doesn't use what gets his bread buttered. And that's taking dudes down and fucking strangle them or taking their legs home. He decides to stand with them, right? And just say, I'm been better shape. And I'm going to pick you apart. And that's exactly what he did. It was a fun fight. Brendan Allen, four stars, Poriano, uh, Puna. I said Poriano, Puna. Soriano gets a three. Both these guys, I mean, they're, they're very young. Brendan Allen's got 21 fights. Soriano's got nine. Brendan Allen has a lot of experience. And if you look at his record, he's fought the fucking who's who already. Guys in the LFA that are now in the UFC at 185, this kid's something to look out for now, right? I, I, you know, I was high on him, and then the Strickland thing happened, and then he keeps calling out Strickland, which I think is kind of lame. It's like, bro, you just fought him two fights ago. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, watch one event. The UFC's not going to let you run a fight back because you you had an off night. Like, no, like, that doesn't work that way, bud. Um, so that kind of soured me a little bit on him, like, mentally, because he was, he was a fringe guy for me, like, adding him to, like, my guys list. 
But I got to say, I'm, I'm intrigued by this kid. Like, he looked really good against a fucking killer in there and fought smart, too. That's what I'm talking about. You fought, you know, that's why Derek Menner, a minor fucking loser, got a one because he fought like an idiot. Brendan Allen, oh, this guy's going to come take my head off. And he's got a little bit bad of a gas tank. Oh, and he's got really good wrestling that no one knows about. So I'm only going to go for one takedown, which was kind of like, let's just test the waters. Suriano's hips were so fucking fast. Allen's like, yeah, let's just not do that again. Fuck it. I got better boxing. I'm longer. Um, he's throwing the same kind of shots. I'll block him and I'll touch his body up. Great performance by Brandon Allen. Again, really intrigued by him. That's a four-star performance. Uh, fun fight. I like the fight. Next up, Nasruddin Iman offers Ian Heinish. Uh, Imanov got a, a four and Heinish got a one. Heinish was a lot of people's darlings. Like MMA lock in the night. That was his, that was his big play. Five units in a year. And that was his lock in the night. Um, and, and that guy's not that wrong all that often. You know, man, is a stud. He's, he's usually not that wrong. And I think a lot of people kind of read the fight the same way Locke did is Heinish is going to implement what Phil Hawes did and, and really use his wrestling and grappling and just kind of make it ugly. And Imanov is kind of a fancier, striker from the outside and, and has a little bit of wrestling but struggled with Hawes, right? I just think people underestimate how good Phil Hawes is. Phil Hawes' wrestling athleticness, his quickness, everything is is really good. I think Ian Heinrich just doesn't have that. He looks great. Big bodybuilder looking dude. Um is a good wrestler, is a good but he's just not as explosive, not as not as technical, not as good. I was on Imanov from the get-go, almost was my underdog lock. That's the only bet I won. Him and Arce together was was the only bet I won um very confident Imanov I, I should have bet him a little more but again bankroll limitations um did not see him stopping Highness so Highness is is a tough dude to stop he's gritty he's he's fucking durable um the only way that really we've seen him lose is maybe to get out pointed a few times and not wrestled Imanov stopped pretty much everything Highness every time Highness tried to take him down that's it when they stood up Highness had no answer for him and just picked them apart. And Heinrich just kind of slowly broke and, and, and got caught with some big shots. And that was it. Surprised by the finish for sure. But Imanov is, is a dude to watch out for 85. His striking's really good. Uh, it's tricky. It's awkward. It The timing's weird. He's long. He keeps his hands down. It's very... It's going to be hard to really kind of like figure him out within three rounds, I would say. Right? Because he's very tricky. I have seen him gas before. Seem to get tired. He did hurt Phil Halls in that third round when they fought, but he has slowed down a little bit. Um, if his cardio and wrestling holds up, he's going to be a real interesting guy, 85, to watch because his striking is it, it's not at, on Izzy Adesanya level, and it's not this crazy striking, but it's so unique when you really watch him. Just his rhythm and his footwork and everything he does is very confusing. He had Ian Heinrich fucking confused in there. Ian Heinrich just got married, just came off probably a honeymoon or something, you know, what was his motivation at? Huh? I'm just, I, you know, I don't feel bad, but I mean, a lot of people did stake a lot in Ian Heinish, and I'm just glad I avoided that fight, uh, avoided the Ian Heinish side, because I definitely looked at him when I broke down this fight, but the more I dove into Imanov, I'm like, oh, this dude's fucking, this dude's nails sometimes, right? And it really depends what time shows up. And I will admit, Heinish looked off. He did not look great. Could have been he just got married, getting all that sex, his balls are empty from just getting sucked all the time. I don't know. He did look a little off, though. Uh, Mickey Golfers, Jordan Williams. Jordan Williams got a fucking zero because he's a fucking zero. Um, listen, I'm not going to be nice to the guy because he's a diabetic, okay? I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, he looked like shit. He looked slow. He got hurt by Mickey Gall like three or four times. Listen, I shit on Mickey Gall. I'm not a fan of Mickey Gall. The only reason he's in the UFC because they handpicked him to fight CM Punk. Um, the, the kid time and time again comes out and shows that he is tough, right? He is mentally, he's a fighter. I just don't think his skills are there. I picked Jordan Williams. That's on me. I'm an idiot. Jordan Williams has a knockout against Gregory Rodriguez on the contender series. And he looked like he made 170 pretty easily, but he also looked tired as fuck within a second of that fight. So, you know, I get it. You got diabetes. The weight cut could be dangerous. You didn't really look all that big at 170. I know you're a smaller 85er. You have shown a chin in every single fight you've been in. Been knocked out before, but you've shown a chin, right? You had an inspiration story. You've been on the contender series twice, but you're nine and five. And you just got rocked and choked out by Mickey Gall. See ya. Hit it. Mickey Gall gets a three, Jordan Williams gets a fucking zero. 
Hoyarse versus Andre Yule. Good fight. I like this fight. Surprise again by the finish. The other two spot I won, Arce and, and uh, Imanov were the only two bets I won. I had them in a, I had them a little two-spot. That's what I call two bets put together, a little two-spot. Let's get that trend in, two-spot. Um, but anyway, Arce looked great. Andre Yule's an awkward guy, long fucking limbs, possibly going up to 45. He looked, he looked like he outgrew 35 last fight. Looked like he got sucked down pretty, uh, pretty big for this thir- for this fight as well. I think forty five is his future. Awkward guy, but can be touched. And fucking uh, Arce touched him. Arce, we haven't seen him in a while. Guy looked good. Striking looked on point. Another fucking dude at thirty five. That's going to be a killer. I know he's not a ranked guy, but Arce versus Sean O'Malley screaming my name right now. I think that's a great fight. Arce is very well rounded. He showed boxing in this fight, but he has a good ground game. Um, I think he would really push O'Malley. And uh, even though O'Malley probably deserves a ranked guy or at least someone with a name value, I get that. But maybe down the road, Arce is not that far from the top 15, in my opinion, talent-wise. So you put him in there with O'Malley, I think that'd be a fun fucking fight. Uh, Sergio Hugh Bankers, Elise Reed. I had Reed in our pick I just went underdog for the women's. Everyone was on Sarge. My boy Christian was like, hammer Sarge, hammer Sarge. I did not. I avoided it. I just... I. I Never been a big Sarge guy. I bet her she loses. I I'm, I back her. She fucking. I don't back her. She. I can't get her right. But man, she fucked up. Reed. That eye was fucked. Reed has shown in her four fights leading up to it that she's a she's a survivor. She's been in deep, deep submission trouble and has came back and won. I thought that was going to happen with the Eubanks. I thought Eubanks was going to dominate the first round. Not the way she did, but dominate the first round. Slow down and Reed was slowly going to take over because she's a fucking tough bitch and she's a gamer and she's in there and she's ready to do it. Um, And then Sarge goes, oh, no, no, no. I hit like a fucking truck. I'm huge at 125. I'm going to go ahead and fuck this girl up in round one, get paid and get the fuck out of there. Sarge Banks, though, looking an awfully lot like Carlos Newton. All my old school fans will know that reference. If you don't know it, look up Carlos Newton. Carlos Newton, um, Canadian pride, baby. She looks awfully lot like him with her, with her hair. Uh, first fight of night, Deanna Belbita versus Hannah Goldie. I had Goldie. Belbita looked great. Uh, Sarge got a three. Uh, Reed got a zero, excuse me. Arce got a three. Yule got a t- uh, one. And... Um, and uh, Belbita got a three and Goldie got a two. It was a great fight. It was a fight I wasn't expecting much of. And they both came out and fucking brought it. And he loved that. Belbita looked good. She looked like a killer on the feet. Hurt Goldie a bunch of times. And listen, Goldie's got an OnlyFans. She's going to have to show a little more in OnlyFans now. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You didn't get your win bonus? All right, well, here's my fucking feet. Because there's fucking feet guys out there that will pay 20K for a picture of a woman's feet, apparently. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people in this world. But what are we doing? Two final things. Paige Van Zant fought bare knuckle this weekend against Rachel Otrovich. I am not a bare knuckle guy. I don't think I'll ever. I don't think I'll ever be into it. I I, I just can't get behind it. Um, Paige fought Otrovich, lost again. She's 0-2. But whenever these bare knuckle people fight, Jason Knight, Autumn Lobov, now Paige, they show their hands afterwards, right? And they're so red and swollen. And I don't know if they're broken or not. They're just so red and swollen. You can't do anything for probably weeks after this. Why? Just go box. Bare knuckle boxing, it stinks. It's not high level box. If you put gloves on, right? Or be like George Masvidal has an MMA bare knuckle thing. Like add a little MMA to it with bare knuckles. I would like that more than I would just like bare knuckle boxing. I just, I can't get behind it. I just, I just don't know why. Um, and then obviously, listen, if you're going to sell uh, bare knuckle boxing between two hot chicks and say, oh, the hottest fight. I mean, listen, I'm not tuning in to watch two hot chicks fight. I, I, that's not that I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't excite me. I don't want to watch two beautiful girls punching their face in in bare knuckle. Now, listen, to Mackenzie Dern's fighting. <laughs> Daddy's tuning in because she's a legit girl. And both those girls could be legit, but in bare knuckle, I just, it just, it just, it's not for me, dog. Not, I ain't the one. Last thing here, right before I got on, I got wind of this, and it's very interesting to me. Stephen Miocic, you know, he's got his fair share of, of complaints with the UFC. I know him and Daniel White have had a little bit. There's the famous when he won the belt or when he defended it, he ripped it from Dana's hands and had his coach put it on him. 
Um, I listen. Everyone, is, Tim thinks Stipe is like my favorite fighter because he's from Ohio. He's not, right? Stipe is not one of my guys, but I have to agree with him here, right? So one FC premier Asian fighting championship. They're they put on great events. I actually really like one FC. Uh, their Wednesday night shows on TNT or TBS, whatever they did, was actually really cool. Um, they tweeted out, or excuse me, they Instagrammed, hey. Who do you want to see a sign? Who should we go after? Blah, 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 blah. Who should, who should fight for the heavyweight title? Whatever it is. Stevie Miocic commented with like, hmm, like one of the hmm emojis, right? With the guy with the hand on his chin. And everyone's like, oh shit. And then he commented, and I don't, I don't have it pulled up because I'm a horrible podcast, but podcast host, but someone commented like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And he goes, well, listen, I have the, I have the most heavyweight I had the heavyweight records. I'm the greatest heavyweight of all time, and I can't get an immediate rematch. I've been asking for an immediate rematch against Francis, and they can't give me one, but DC gets one. And I got to agree with them. I think Stipe's earned it. You know, not many people are lining up to fight Francis. Now, the problem is, is that they're doing the interim shot. Francis couldn't be, you know, he couldn't be bothered to fight for a while, and they did the interim. Now, Stipe's got to wait for the interim to be over and then fight the winner of that. I gotta, I gotta agree with them. I, I'd be a little pissed off if if I was the UFC. Do Lewis gone for the interim? Do whatever the fuck you want. Throw another belt on him. I don't really give a shit about the belts, the interim belts. Who cares? They do that to sell pay per views, right? Let Stephen and Francis go for a third time, and then the fucking interim fights the winner of them. Like I don't understand. It's a business. I get it. Stephen doesn't probably isn't the biggest draw in the world. They they obviously, you know, want Francis to win, but. His track record and everything he's done for heavyweight MMA and for the UFC kind of warrants him to get an immediate rematch without a doubt. They, they've done that before. They've given guys immediate rematches, and, they, and they, they've kind of snubbed some guys. I really don't know what the decision-making is behind that. I don't know if it's a timing thing. I don't know if what. I'm sure Stipe wasn't ready to jump back in there immediately after getting knocked out. So there's a lot of you know, sides to this thing. So I don't know exactly, but I got to say, I kind of agree with them. He holds all the records. Give the guy a shot. You know, what are you going to do? All right, that's it. Full pickums this week. We got Sean Strickland. We got your eye hall. We got a lot of really good fucking, I dove into it last night. Each fight. I'm like, I don't know these guys. Oh, I remember him, right? You know, he was on the container. Oh, he looked good. A lot of fucking really interesting fights this weekend. The betting lines are a little wide right now. I don't know how many spots there are, but as a pure fan, there there's some really, really fucking interesting fights. Um, MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube videos every single week with my pics and my awesome graphics. I'm working on it, boys. I'm working on it. Uh, and that's it. Let's go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! <laughs> Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. You see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.